Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am confusion. I'm confused. Y'all, I'm confused. I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I'm listening to something right now. And I, I, I don't know what I walked into because I came in late. I came in in like 109 minutes. But somebody's ass is getting chewed out, right? And as I'm listening, I'm like, wait a minute. This don't even make sense because the culture that was created, like if you go back like two months, three months, you it doesn't have to be that far back. Three months ago, the culture that was being cultivated, oh, that platform was, you know, don't talk to these guys, don't communicate with them, don't listen to them. I'm going to train you not to listen to them. And so, <laughs> and every time that they would come on, it would be kind of like, if they say something, shut them down. They say something, shut them down. If they say something, just block what they're saying and just discredit everything that they're saying. So when I tell you I'm confusion, this is a complete 360. Now, that being said, y'all, um, I, I'm going to talk you through an energy shift that I allowed myself to feel. Um, but this is all conducive to some of the inner work I've just been doing, um, and you will kind of know, like, when it's your journey, you will know. I think one of the, the words that definitely resonates with me lately is experience. Like, I'm embracing that I'm down here to kind of experience for myself how certain things feel and to have curiosity about why it feels a certain way or that type of thing. But anyway, so one of the things that she's saying is that... um. We should have compassion for the male. And I was like, now that being said, it, it's kind of crazy because it's kind of like, um, I, I don't, there's, there's stuff I go through behind the scenes that I, <laughs> I, um, when it, when it's healed, then I can come on here and kind of talk about it a little bit. Right. But in a moment of like teeny tiny, like little peak of vulnerability, when it comes to like my last ex, that's who I connected with the most, right? And you can hear me alternate between the emotions of having him go kick rocks and still, in spite of all the hurtful stuff that he did, still feel compassion like if something happened to him I would be I would be very sad you know type of a thing um so when she said that we're supposed to have compassion to me it didn't really move me that much I actually actually felt um like a little bit of a weight off my shoulders um but what's happening is this person is now walking around with half an ass because <laughs> it is royally being chewed and spit out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the argument that is being made now is that <clears throat> if you take that approach of being able to separate yourself from the XYs, but still have compassion for what they're going through, 
then that puts you in the status of God. And it separates you, I think, from a lot of the the things that are going on with XYs. Because XYs right now, they're kind of upset. And, and again, it's kind of interesting because I don't... You've been hearing me kind of ask the question, well, you know, imagine me in a lab just analyzing something and analyzing you know, these scenarios and trying to report to divine goddess, like, this is what I'm seeing here on earth. Is this true? This is um, musings of a divine feminine reporting for duty. Divine goddess, this is what I'm seeing around me. And I'm like turning it over and looking at it and opening it and dissecting it. And so um, it's one of those things where it gives us an opportunity to be separate than I think the way that men are approaching their pain. Um, and, and it's interesting how I even say it like that too, because the stuff that I had to go through, I think is, is painful, I think, but, and it spills over like outside of the romantic stuff. I talk about like how it has impacted like my family or the people that I saw at work, people I saw, um, at school. Okay. I haven't even really talked too much about some of the dynamics in my elementary and high school, you know, and how their families were affected as a result of patriarchy and and some of the rules and stuff like that. And so if we're supposed to be, we talk a lot about, and if, and I'm, I'm intentionally not saying the content creator's name, but they know who they are. If you're with me, you know who they are. You're probably in the live right now. I came in late. And I'm like, I'm that little girl that's like sitting in the back and I'm like, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad it's not me. Um, I have siblings, so I know what it's like for them to get in trouble. But at the same time, when one person got in trouble, we all got in trouble. So at this point, I'm just kind of like, Oh shit. Like they are getting their ass tore up. Like we used to get beat y'all beat. Like I'm talking about, I used to have to wear sweatpants beat. And I remember one time. Um, like we would get beat with like pets, electrical cords, belt buckles, whatever, what have you. We can laugh about it a little bit. It's kind of sick. Like at Christmas, we'll laugh. Anyways, one time one of my younger brothers, we, we had all gotten the thrashings of our life. And so I remember I was in high school and we used to have like our little shorts and stuff. And, you know, um, but that, that day I didn't wear shorts cause I had, like bruises all over my legs and stuff and like welts like painful welts and stuff and my one of my brothers he and he's always been like this he was up in the high school area he was in junior high and um he just came zooming around the corner and I saw him and I saw he had shorts on and you could see the welts on his legs and I'm like what are you doing you're not supposed to be wearing shorts like they're gonna see you have that stuff on. And he's like, oh, okay. And he just zoop, took off. Like he was on to the next thing. He's always this person that's moving in, in motion. He was not bothered. He did not, he did not have a care in the world. Like to me, my thing was like, okay, I have welts. I need to cover them, that type of thing. So that's how I feel usually when I see other people getting in trouble. I'm like, she is getting her ass chewed the fuck up. And, and, and the guilty pleasure, if I'm going to keep it 100 with you, I'm just glad it's not me. I know it, that, that listen, <laughs> and, and part of me kind of felt like, oh my gosh, like, let me check and see if my ass is still there because like, 
I'm next. Oh my gosh. But, um, but yeah, so, but we, you know, when you start to see how, how the different genders handle the pain, um, um, we, if, if we look at how the different, the two genders handle the pain, um, and you start to understand that, you know, they have things that make it difficult for them to reach the same conclusions that we do talk about. And this will be a dead giveaway. I've, I've said it before and I've attributed this work to that, that content creator, but this will be kind of indicator of who I'm referring to. If you understand how testosterone affects their body, their mind, and the ways that their brains are formed, you know, um, that are different than women's. And so it affects their ability to go through different things and to reach the same conclusions that, you know, type of thing. And they have that, I'm just going to call it like an impediment. It makes you kind of understand what you're dealing with. And so then that means that if we have more of the stronger points or we have, we are, even though this is not what we grew up with understanding, then we have to act different and we have to act better, you know? And so it's okay to have that feeling of like, we went through the whole separation for your protection. Um, and so a lot of us had, you know, uh, gravitated to that message because we were hurt. We were wounded. I talk about how, you know, the way I, the best way I could describe it is me just running through rose bushes running through rose bushes and being told that if I keep doing it over and over again, I'm going to get, you know, thicker skin and I haven't ran through the bushes enough and, you know, undermining the the scarring that I went through with that whole situation that, that a lot of us other people do, right? But, um, the same way I think that you can learn to fall in love and nothing, eh, I know some people can kind of hung up on that, but it, the same way you can learn to have an appreciation for a bouquet of roses and, um, you know, when you've taken off the thorns and being able to trim them and manage them and, and work with them and understand them, then, then you can really smell the roses and stuff like that. And you can have an appreciation for it because really it's so funny for all the other flowers out in the world. I talked about like hydrangeas, there's tulips, daffodils. Um, there's a there's a really pretty plant that I'm trying to remember that's in our backyard. Bougainvillea. There could be bougainvillea. Um, uh, water lilies, tiger lilies. Those are some of my favorite too. Hydrangeas, if I didn't already mention those. Um, poinsettias, right? The number one flower that a lot of people resonate with is the rose bush, the roses, the roses that have the thorns, the roses that I think of out of all the roses is probably the one that's going to end up pricking your finger and, you know, causing you some kind of pain type of a thing. So I don't know, I, I, I will honestly say that it was a unique experience because I remember feeling kind of like angry, but but kind of like that little release of like, yeah, I can be compassionate. I can do that. I can do that. I think that I'm ready for it. Um, and, and I'm understanding that I'm coming from a part of pain. I think that it's, 
it's good, even though, you know, I, I feel like I could take away. <laughs> but I think church kind of taught me to do that. Like, you can make a, anything a lesson. Like, you can go, I don't know, outside and buy something and somebody will say something and you turn it into a whole life lesson. So, I don't know. It's just been conditioned to look at it that way. So, even though it kind of sucks a little bit and I don't think that they really remember that just three months ago... We weren't listening to them. We were chewing their ass out. We were shutting them down and all this other stuff. The same stuff I tell y'all is the same stuff I tell me. I would have preferred to be kind of like, you know what? I'm going to invite you guys to, you know, kind of elevate with me. I've ascended from that energy. This is kind of where I'm at. This is a higher frequency type of a thing. Um... But I think I'm able to just self-regulate a little bit and kind of figure out really quick, like, because I came in at the one minute and nine, one, 109 minute mark. So it's uh, now it's over two hours. So a lot of thinking it going on, like, wait, what's going on? Who's getting out, chewed out? What are they saying? What? What? Uh, type of a thing. But I, I think part of being able to self-regulate is you're not always going to have people communicate with you in a way that... um. Sometimes it doesn't feel nice. Like, I I'm, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I hope you catch me whispering. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad I'm not whoever is getting their ass handed to them right now. Um, But is there truth in that message? Yes. You know, um... If 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 any if if between the two genders there's a gender that's more capable of being um compassionate and empathetic it would be the woman. And I talk about it all the time too because when I think about when I'm going to report back to you know divine divine mother, right? And I have these energetic reports where I'm reporting back to her everything I'm seeing and experiencing here on earth. And I'm like, Mother Divine, like, you know, I don't understand how we can go through so much pain and still want to love again and still have that maternal instinct. And again, I've said this too, like, not all women are maternal. Not all women are maternal at all. I've talked about how my experience with... There's certain moments in life, I will never forget how I felt that experience. I talk about my book that I, I wrote, and I'm waiting to publish it a little bit, but it was it's a book called Isadora, and it's for second and third graders, and it's a composition journal where she can write her um, affirmations. So in there, um, there are 30 affirmations that she can write. And I really thoroughly enjoyed the process and it put me in the space of like so happy because I'm like, this would be great for my niece, you know, great for her little sister. She has a little sister that's like five, five or six years old. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this would be so cute. Like for all the like little girls, like, you know, obviously it's a little black girl on the cover, but I'm like, well, maybe I could make one for like a Penelope and a, like a, you know, a, a Kathy and a, I don't know, just all the different, because I'm like, I would want little girls to experience that, but I don't, I always had a curiosity, like how some women don't have that, I want to call it maternal instinct, but kind of like caring for other people. 
I think part of what kind of one thing that I just don't understand here is how as a woman you can watch another woman like when we're talking about like slavery days how you can watch another woman like I'm pretty sure there were women that their husband and or they were slave masters and they knew what it was like to give birth and how much pain they were in and how much help they would have needed um and what it's like to be on your menstrual cycle you know just that alone to me just that alone to me wait why is my um computer did it overheat no hmm my computer just decided to black out oh wait no mm mm Hmm. I'll have to check and see. But, like, how is it that they could see, like, women being... And really, it, it could, because then now, if, if, if anybody's going to be capable of this, again, it's going to be women. I, I wonder when people suffer. I talk about how, like, I felt so bad for Maggie Murdoch, even though if something happened to me, she wouldn't give a flying rip, you know? But I remember feeling so bad for her and her son, Buster, um, when I learned that her husband had taken, you know, toe tagged both of them. But I think it's like, how can you sit there and, um, watch people be brutal, like human, whole entire human beings be brutalized and not do something about it, I think. But, but, um, but I think if anybody's capable, I'm going to hope I'm going to hope that maybe we can rise to the occasion, you know? And so I think part of what was coming up too is because there is a valid point, like compassion for someone like, like this is the reason I brought up my ex, right? But I, I made sure to, to talk about how it spills over into compassion for like example, you know, I've talked a lot about how my father, right? Or like my, my my family, what I've seen at church and whatever. reason I talked about like the, used my ex as an illustration is as much as I hate everything he did for me, he's one of those people where you absolutely could tell that he struggles with some of the stuff that she's talking about. And I wouldn't go so far as to say I feel sorry for him. I just like, I understand it. Right. But that so when we're talking about how do we have a line of distinction, how, how do you pull yourself out and, and protect yourself and still have compassion? Me having compassion doesn't mean that I call him up and be like, hey, how are you doing? How have you been? Um, You know, I heard you were an XY and your brain is... <laughs> you know, type of thing, and I fully understand, and this is why we had problems in our relationship, and that, no, no, you know, um, I, I will say, as as I close off here, it, it does kind of catch you off guard, because just three months ago, we were told to, like, not listen to them, don't engage with them, just keep cutting them off when they talk, and we were programmed for that and conditioned for that. But um, but <clears throat> maybe in some ways I was a rebel because I talk about how there was only certain type of guys that I would talk to. Um, 
because of some of the spaces that I were was in. And there like I, I think I can still remember some of the conversations I had with some of the guys and I saw there was that element of compassion and sometimes I did feel guilty like, oh shit, if these other women found out I'm talking to an XY right now. But I, I afforded them some compassion. Now that being said, I still feel and maybe this is probably the whole point of it too. If I'm honest, I there's certain there's X, Y, Z. Nah, within like, I joke about six feet, but it really needs to be more than six feet because I'm six foot one. So there's no distance you can get within the length of my body. Like that's just actually truly in reality too close. I would say it's closer to like, maybe like 50 feet. Like if I can spot you within 50 feet, I'm pivoting, I'm moving, I'm disconnecting myself um, type of a thing. I think that it's easier for me to have compassion for like the younger generation but I feel like once you're an adult like yeah that's where it ends like I feel like if there's a opportunity for me to reason and rationalize it's going to be with younger people you know like younger men that are kind of trying to make their way through I've also talked about this too it's so interesting to me too because I talk about how um and I took his picture down because one um well, for so many different reasons, kind of to just, I don't know, in my way, protect him. But, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, But I talk about how there was the guy that did the trading for one of our platforms and that I, that I was in, that I am still in. <laughs> but um, he talks, you could tell that he is different than the other XYs, right? He had foresight, ambition, drive. That's not uncommon. You can have men that are ambitious. But I think what what makes me want to feature some of the guys that I have featured is because it's easier to a certain degree for men to be ambitious and are driven. But what piques my interest is when they're able to show that they're I guess the word is compassionate for their sister, for their mother, for their aunt, for women in their community. And you know what? If I get a chance, I might go back and play some of the things that he, where he you could hear that he was. And I, it's it was an hour and a half the interview. But if I went back in, I would have to listen to the whole thing and cut and paste out the parts where he talks about like his little sister and how there's a ten age ten year difference and how he adores his his little sister but he's able to have conversations with her and and so he said he wanted a sibling so it's only two of them he wanted a sibling and so when she was born and and I totally get his personality um uh because it's kind of like it's kind of hard to explain but I've seen that type of personality before so but and so with her growing he's able to understand and talk with her and he understands that, he, you know, this is a human being, I guess, is, is what it comes down to. So he talks about how he wants to be there for his um his aunt and how he understands even the development of his father and how his father didn't meet his own father until he was age of 40 for one and only time. Right. And how this young man's development inspired his own father 
um, type of a thing. And so he even, and he's like, I encourage other men. It's like, you don't need to have a woman in the room to stand up for them or to, you know, for you to see things from their perspective. I hope that I'm doing it as much justice as possible. And so I'm like, what makes him different? Why is it that he's able to think like that when all the other XYs don't? And one thing that he said in there was that he's like, he's like, this is why I'm a feminist and I support certain feminist groups. And it made me want to become an even more higher elevated um, woman. Not that women aren't able to do that, right? But it made me want to be like the same way how I can say, I can appreciate certain types of men. I can appreciate, you know, you know, um, their development. If if I can kind of elevate a little bit and kind of do that, then if he's able to say, I understand what women are going through, and that's why I support feminism in other women's movements certain and he was particular about saying certain women's movement it's um it's his ability to understand that there's there's a pain and a suffering and things that we want you know that we are not always afforded um but there's healthy ways to do it right so anyways y'all I've been drinking my water so with that being said <laughs> I'm gonna hop off my bed here in a little bit but I hope that that kind of makes sense I don't know it just you know makes me pay attention to to how I communicate um and 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 if I'm not already making it clear like you can come back in three months and I'm gonna be in a different space and in a different always striving to ascend so I'm comfortable with letting go of certain things and I'm tuning into like well how did it feel and the energy felt lighter when she was singing I'm like "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that and I was like "Mm, I do feel lighter I could kind of accept that I kind of feel I'm like yeah all right that's cool but still you know let them stay in their corner um I probably won't be going for their juggler as much, but that's okay. I have so many other things to focus on anyways, which I would encourage us. Oh my gosh. So now I got to pee in and I have the hiccups. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, y'all. But I think, yeah, this is around the 30 minute mark anyways. So I will catch y'all later. Bye. Guys. Okay. 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 So those of you who've been with me for a while, um, so, so. Went and drank some water, tended what I had to do. Came back, worked on a description, decided to put up a temple. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> like, if I had a temple, that's one of the temples. Like, we would all be sitting there just having a good time, have our feet in the water and taking in a little bit of the sun and fresh air and incense definitely going in the background. Some beautiful music playing. We'll have a tummy full of, like, good food, healthy food. But um, remember there was a part when I was working on the journal, journal prompt, journal prompt, which is kind of like once you go through a certain thought process, what's the next step? And the question was, what do you need to leave behind in order to, to make it ahead in the future? Kate, you not that those of you who are with me, you'll remember 
I talked about this and this was one of those things. I was like, I can't keep going on like this. It's actually quite a cross to to carry. It's kind of a burden. I think that um, new levels, new, new devils. So I'm not going to guilt you or myself for having that cross and carrying it for a certain way. But this is your opportunity to release it. And move on to lighter things and to other things. And it's kind of like we can allow ourselves to close out that that pattern. Like, now we understand the assignment. Now we understand what happened. We understand why things happened. Um, and we didn't know any better, but now we do. Um, we help people who are coming up behind us, but now we can move on you know, move on into other areas of our life and other areas of our self-development. And you still continue to protect yourself. Now, I know some of y'all going to run back into that running building, me, myself included. But um, <laughs> until until then, you know, just try to navigate through the energy the best way you know how. I most certainly don't have all the answers, but this definitely feeds, feels lighter. Like, I can already feel that when I go to bed tonight, it's kind of like, yeah, I needed to release that. Compassion does feel lighter than the hurt and pain. I I think I was, um, why I was gravitating to that information, including all the other women. A lot of the women that have are in that those groups, yeah. But I I really want to celebrate again. I do believe that women are different, um, and even if I didn't believe that, they're still different. And so, but that means that we are we should be able to kind of um elevate I think quicker and faster and um and so what sets us apart from how they handle it is that they're mad at hair weave and makeup mad at hair weave and makeup and their remedy is the toe tag like I think when she said that I I will never forget when I was on a on a live um YouTube video and this is after a guy he was a he was in the medical field and he had toe tagged not only his pregnant girlfriend that was pregnant with his child, he went and toe tagged his first wife, his ex-wife, um, in front of his kids. And um, I'll never forget we were having conversations about all of the implications surrounding that. And this guy called, went on to the live and said, I would have done the same thing. I, I felt it took me several days to, um, and it still kind of makes me like, not, not the happiest feeling, but um, just process how they could even come to a conclusion of you know taking someone's life and not one but two well three cuz that you know one one of them was pregnant and no regard for life, no regard for unborn children, no regard for the two children that he had to do that in front of them to their mother. 
Um, and she was completely unsuspecting. She was out here living her whole best entire moisturized life. She had her own house. Um, she was also in the medical field, was happily divorced by all accounts. And all she knew is that he was going to come home and chop off his kids. No type of, you know, problems or anything. And it wasn't even about child support. If, if I remember correctly, like she was completely unsuspecting. She opened the door and he just shot her multiple times like no explanation no conversation no resolution and but i think that i i would appreciate so much more that us women are able to kind of like recognize a problem for what it is distance ourselves and keep going about our business on our merry way and some of you are going to decide not to birth that type of you know um like wounded soul energy into the world and more power to you of those of you who have to raise them because you know I, I do have compassion for women that have to raise them I, I have no <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pretend to say that I, I can't even begin to feel what that is like but um but I think for the rest of us who have the ability to to on how to move forward, don't do it, you know, unless you really fully understand what you're getting yourself into, um, but unfortunately, that's not how having children works, like, it's really easy to have children, but, um, people don't really care about the personal development or, or how both boys and girls are going to turn out, because, like I said, like, even with me, and and it wasn't just even my parents, it's even like teachers, but I, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying we could do better, right? If you know better, you could do better. Just quiet, good girl, but needed more help on the personal development side. And, and you know, it comes with my adult, those are the things, adulthood, those are things that I've gravitated to once I had more control of, of my destiny and that type of thing. Um, but I feel like those are precious moments that are lost, especially when um, you know, you're forming, um, ideas about how the world operates and stuff like that. So if you have kids, like, don't think that just dropping them off at school and picking them up and giving them, you know, lunch money and putting clothes on their food, clothes on their food, clothes on their, on their table and food on the, you know, clothes, (laughs) You know what? There's there's a couple of phrases that always get me hung up and that is one of them too. Food on the table and clothes on their back. <laughs> um it, there's more to that like finding out what are their interests, how do they think about things, how do they troubleshoot certain things and how do they express themselves and because again, I was we weren't allowed to, you know, I was seen and not heard, so it, it it's still something I I work through, like being able to express myself. This podcast has helped a lot too, because I remember having a shyness, um, even pressing the record button and I'd be like, hello, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Hello? You know, um, type of a thing. And so just embracing that. And I love coming on here now. <laughs> I don't feel the shyness that I used to. But I, I remember just kind of feeling shy um, even coming on here. But it's beautiful to be able to express my feeling. I think that this 
component has um, definitely enriched my life and feeling that I have the ability to A, speak freely and to feel like I'm heard. You know, when I hear, hear the, when I see the the audience sizes and stuff, it's nice to feel heard. And, and so one of the things I look forward to when I launch the Musings of a Divine Feminine channel, because there's another channel that I want to work on, um, type of a thing, but, um, but I look forward to then now extending that, that opportunity to where now you can be, you can express yourselves. We can hear musings of other divine feminines and give you a platform to be heard and to share your experiences and to provide yet another community where we can, um, ascend together and grow together. Um, just just create a safe space for that too and it, we're going to have fun with that experience and we're going to grow from that experience and so yeah y'all the sun don't set out here it is seven o'clock and it is 7 p.m and it's still clear out here probably the sun won't set until like 8 8 30 so we still have quite a bit of day left um i just kind of took it easy today um but it's making me think like if I do want to work, quote unquote, work on the weekends, then I will work on the weekends because I can always take a Tuesday off. So I'm not going to confine myself to like the regular seven day work week. If I want to work on a Saturday, then I will. Um, I think it's more so important for me to to have a day of rest when I'm ready for the day of rest, as long as it's within a seven day cycle, as a, as opposed to forcing myself to keep and I know that, you know, in terms of religious implications, that, that can be a problem in and of itself, too. But um, I probably should have worked on Saturday because today I'm just like, I, I didn't really do too much. I still had a productive day. Yesterday, I got so much done. But yeah, so and I still have some day left. So who knows? Maybe I might just stay up late tonight, like listening to some music and crank another um thing I have out oh and then real quick you're gonna hear here first and then I'm gonna hang up because I think it's I'm already at the 30 minute mark um so got an email from Robin Hood we can trade if I'm not mistaken QQQ or spy I took a screenshot of it on the weekends too y'all we can trade it 24 7 so um and VTI, which is one of the other stock that I wanted to trade, you can trade that one too on the weekends. Cause remember I was joking with you guys. I'm like, one of the things about um crypto was you can trade it on the weekends. And so, but with stock, you're kind of restricted. So hey, let the parties begin. Don't let me be out here trading seven days a week, y'all. Especially if I enjoy it, right? And um, that's gonna be interesting too. Just keep me in your positive like thoughts and stuff because I want to eventually teach people how to do this. And so because it, you know, it's going to be liberating for me, but also for more women, like there's channels out there on YouTube, but I feel like all of us reach our certain demographics. So I know there's a certain demographic of women that I can help and it feels good because it, I think it would be a positive transference of energy um i think these podcasts help people but it would be a little bit more tangible and i kind of like the idea of that so this go around you know as before but it's like just recommitting to the mission it's like this is not just about me learning it's about 
me learning a skill that's going to help my family, but also, you know, so many other people I, you know, would want to help single moms. You know, I could see myself just being like, oh my gosh, let me show you how to trade. Come over, you know, let's sit down. I'm going to show you how to do this. If you need anything, text me. Girl, I'm going in at, you know, 483 and get out of 486, you know, and she's telling me she got money. I got money. We all got money type of thing. And I look forward to that type of energy too. So, and I feel much more comfortable with that than I think the other platforms. Cause I, like I said, I trust myself. I don't trust other people, <laughs> you know, as much when it, when it comes to if they're going to be erratic with their, um, with how they manage our funds and stuff like that. So, all right, y'all. Let me jump back into this live. <laughs> I I still have both of my butt cheeks. You know, what is it? Um, It's not condolences, but um, to whoever is missing half their ass out there right now, just know that um, you took one for the team, but we understood the assignment. <laughs> All right, bye. Apparently, I'm able to think like an XY. This is going to blow your mind. So I am at the, okay, it's still in the two hour mark. Um, I'm, I'm way, way, way behind because I obviously recorded my first video. I went out, did some errands, came back and I'm listening to it little by little, had some phone calls and whatever. So this is crazy because a guy calls in, you know, and, um, we have now changed from cutting them off and, you know, showing the titties and everything and not listening to them to now he has airtime. So, so, but he, he says, well, how come there's all these women that were kind of like, um, I think he said like Bloody Mary, Catherine the Great, who were like just as vicious as the men. But here's the thing. Those were all white women. And that's why I was saying, like, I don't think that every woman has maternal instincts. You know, because I I can never for the life of me understand how white women sat alongside their male counterparts and watched women get art, have their baby and be back out on the field the same day or the next day. And you know, having to work out there when they're on their cycle, let alone, you know, all all that, all that stuff. Like I think, and, and I've talked about this too, because I even talk about some of the things that the feelings that are evoked in me, I think that come from my feminine side. And I don't, it it's not something that goes across the board. Like I think, and, and this is, it, it gets black women in trouble because black women stay, stay extending the olive branch, which I think is a feminine um, aspect. And actually, in its lower vibration, it actually um, puts you at risk to be to become prey to predators. And it puts you at risk to where you lose your I think your value, I guess, like being willing to share the throne. Sometimes that that stuff comes back to bite you in the ass. I mean, case in point, it's kind of like it's at a point where 
Some women want to be black women until it's time to be a black woman, right? Or, or until it's time to have a black woman's credit score type of a thing. So, you know, one of the things that for black women, we're so quick to say our biracial nieces and nephews are black and we'll invite everybody to the cookout um, and, you know, really take every ethnicity under our wing. We are more likely to hire outside of our, you know, we're more likely to hire males and out like Hispanic, Asian, blah, 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 right? Uh, whereas if you go to other cultures of women, Latina women, they're not going to let black women, they're not going to hire them. They might talk to you, but they're going to hire their own people. White women are not going to hire in a diverse way. They're going to stick to their own groups. And so that's why I'm saying like, when it comes down to maternal, there's good and bad, but I just find it ironic that he just so happened to mention some of the most vicious women um, in the history were Caucasian women. Like, that's just the the nature of the, the beast, I guess, I suppose, um, type of a thing. I don't know, but that's just a space. I just, that kind of tripped me up a little bit. So let me jump back in here finish listening to his argument. And and he's funny too, because I think he said Condolina Con, Rice and the lady's name is Condolisa Rice. I really don't do good with um terrible grammar. It bothers me. Like when people say they instead of their, oh my God, it grinds my gears, but I'm, I'm pushing through <laughs> some of this stuff. Um, and I get it because sometimes I will kind of go into, you know, Ebonics language, but that's because I get into these roles where I'll kind of change my language around and make it sound like I'm talking like a Caucasian redneck hick type of person, you know, or just kind of be like, they don't understand what, you know, type of thing, changing my vernacular a little bit. But grammar really bothers me <laughs> when people, anyways, but yeah, so that, that kind of tripped me out a little bit. And, but with that being said, I am a little sleepy, so, but I do not want to fall asleep, like, listening to this, so if I get a little too tired, I'll probably just switch it out and call it a night. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to listen to the whole rest of it, but, um, yeah, so. All right, y'all, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, all right, so right after I finished, because remember, I had paused the video, so he brings up the book, um, what is it? Oh, gosh. You're probably going to hear like two two seconds of what he has to say. Give me one second. Yeah, from that book, They Were Her Property Too. So it, it it's kind of crazy that I'm thinking like this XY, you know, I'm hearing his argument out clearly. But yeah, it just drives home my point. I, I'm curious about stuff like that. So apparently we're going to get the answer tonight. Um, let me listen to it. Apparently I am going to come back on here. Let me, let me hear her response to it. But yeah, that's been my argument too, because some, some women out here are not, and I get you have like mothers that will harm their babies or children, but I think across the board, like even culturally, like I said, if there's anybody that's more like maternal in nature overall, it's black women. <laughs> we are always out here extending the olive branch. To other cultures and communities, it's not, and it's not reciprocated. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts before. It aggravates my soul. Am I able to ascend to goddess level, you know, and operate from a level of compassion and see the humanity in, in other people? Yeah. 
But it, sometimes it does aggravate my soul that it's not it's not reciprocated, you know. And as much as I would like to think that women are, I think that when you look at it on a spectrum, it's going to be in terms of compassion, women are more capable of it, black women are more capable of it. Um, and then you work your way down the totem pole and then you get to like males are on this side of the spectrum and then you have male identified women and women that, I don't know, like I said, there's like this little spot of women that just, they're heartless, man, heartless. Let me, let me hear which, what, what, um, the response is and I will come back with my reaction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all that's, that's, I'm telling you that that's tripping me out. It's tripping me out because that was my argument too, but um, she didn't respond to it really. So, um, I will continue to traverse the earth and seek some type of answers for that. I think in response to that, um, but you know, even with him saying that. Even with him saying that, I don't agree with it to the extent where he was like, oh, they were the most vicious. I'm like, they weren't as vicious as men, but they sure did give them a good run for their money, you know, um, type of a thing. So, um, that that's the only like nuance in between what he's saying but that that's been my argument this whole time too I, I when i started to come to realization i'm like there's no way this is inherent in every woman because like i said like when i i don't understand how i'm able to grieve for women from all different backgrounds you know that go through this type of stuff and it and it's really weird too because even when you talk about like um I'm going to just take it there then. It's equal opportunity night. It's equal gender night and equal opportunity night. I remember like growing up feeling compassion for what's going on in Africa. Like we are the world. We are the children, right? And feeling so bad for them and, you know, like worried about their economic situation and stuff like that. And fast forward you start to learn that they think that we're all kinds of akatas, this and the third. Um, even recently, I've seen like most of the, it, it comes from both genders, but I've seen African women do whole entire videos about like we're animals and, you know, um, we're not as good as them. And, I, and at that point, that's all I'm like, skirt, draw the whole entire line, like, draw a line and it's kind of like just proof that they were capable of selling you know because at this point this these are your cousins like your uncles sold your cousins over here and then now you're going to call us like half breeds and all this other nah man if you don't mm -mm. so you know i i don't think that with that being said i don't think you know it's, it's almost going to end up probably being the same thing that's happening with men you know, you have co majority collective of men, um, ain't ish, you know, and then with women, it's just kind of like, um, they can be, you know, male identified, really, really is what it comes down to it. So I think that male identified is more of a, 
like I'm going to say spiritual term because there's no um there's nothing like bi- in biology or anatomy that I know of or physiology that says like oh well women that are male identified have more testosterone or their brains are a little bit smaller or bigger or amygdala this that and that that or the front you know the lobe or this left hemisphere of their brain is slightly more enlarged like I think that male identified is more kind of like stems out of their behaviors whereas I think that you start to understand that males are a certain way the difference between a male and a man is that the male is subject to his you know the testosterone that courses through his body and the composition of his brain and somehow men are able to rise above that and um, oh, I'm going to end it with this, y'all. I was listening to another consecrator. I'm not even going to mention her on this one. But she was saying that um, there, they, there's, there used to be, like, remember back in the Bible when they used to have eunuchs? And a eunuch was, was, the, um, was a, a male that he would cut his pee-pee off, right? And so... But one of the reasons that they said they would do that is because they believed that if they cut it off, it would make their, like, the part of their brain grow to to where they were able to become wise. So, it because they, and they would do it at an early age, at a young, younger age, because that's when their brains were developing. And so, if they cut that off, it would cut off the surge of the um, testosterone and it would allow their brain to become fully developed in the way that a woman's mind is developed. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes she'd be wilding too. But hey, if we're going to go through life, why not have a little bit of fun, right? <laughs> All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. All right, y'all. I'm probably just going to um, pivot to something else and go to sleep. I'm not going to get to watch the whole thing. But so one of the callers called in and she's just saying, because she, the content creator was trying to make a point with the women. Because remember, I came in at the part where they were talking about how we need to have compassion for X, Y's and be more understanding of what they're going through. And, you know, like how you engage with them and so on and so forth. And so one X, Y called in and she was cool with him. Like they had dialogue, discourse, blah, blah, blah. And then when the second one called in, then that's when we went back to like the old way of doing things. And but um, when she hung up, she's like, I hope you understand why I did that. So it was supposed to be a like a teachable lesson, I guess, contrasting between one, you know, X, Y and the other X, Y. So the um, one of the causes like, well, you are trying to neutralize his ego which the interesting thing she, earlier in the convert in the and this is probably I don't know why she said it but it's like um she was talking about ego has to do with your attachment to your race your gender your um culture so if you are tied up to your ego you're gonna get triggered by like you know if somebody insults black people you shouldn't be insulted you know um if people insult women you shouldn't be insulted if people insult like the academy you went to you shouldn't be insulted if they say like oh you know um they don't like your basketball team or they you know stuff that that 
are attached to your ego, it's about not getting triggered, you know, like not getting triggered about it. So I think that that's another great takeaway too. I think if I add that to my arsenal of how I move forward, I think that's also something great to teach my niece because one of the the reasons I'm really hesitant. So I I talked about how when she's um I knew I wanted her to hear the content for how to relate with men. Um, she's sixteen and a half, and I feel like I I thought at the time that every sixteen year old you know girl should have should listen to the video that she talks about like the nature of a man so she could understand it. It's it's a couple of hours. But part of what made me hesitant was her whole stance on black excellence. And um, so I was just trying to think like how I could repackage the information for her without having to deal with that component um, or the views of like F black excellence or F black magic. But if I because um, she's supposed to come visit me for the in the for the summer for a little bit, we're going to have a good time. Oh my gosh, such a good time and um, stuff. But if I'm able to have a conversation with her about letting go of the ego, because my thing is she is biracial. And um, we had to have that a, a conversation about whether she's black. And it's an honor too. She really does look up to me. So I think it's her way of honoring, you know, that I'm black, that she wants to, to embrace that, that aspect. And I had to tell her like, baby girl, you're biracial and it's okay to celebrate. Cause she's like mixed with a whole bunch of stuff from both my family side and my, my, and her mom's side. So she has everything except Asian pretty much like Asian and, and Indian pretty much. But, um, but, um, and, but I mean, like Pacific Islander Indian versus Native American Indian cuz but yeah. So but um that's going to be an important lesson for her to learn not to be triggered if people come at her for being a, a woman or for being black or biracial or anything like that and then that will kind of set the temperature for her to deal with, you know, like the F black girl magic type of thing because I didn't want her to hear something like that. And start to like second guess herself um, type of a thing. And so, I don't know. I think that that's probably how to approach it. Because, yeah, so she's coming in in about two weeks. So I still have a, I was, yeah. So that's how I'll probably deal, talk about the ego thing. And I, I think that's good for me to preface. I'm like, anything you're about to hear, sometimes she says stuff. To trigger people, if it triggers you, understand that you're dealing with your ego. We'll probably have that conversation earlier on, and then after a couple days, then we'll watch it. But I'll give her time to understand like how ego, not to be triggered by ego, and then she can listen to the content. And so when the F Black Girl Magic stuff comes up, with which with which she identifies with and I identify with as well, then it will help both of us, I think, moving forward in terms of what we allow to trigger us, right? So, all right, y'all, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to look for some, I'm going to see if y'all are out here acting a fool. Just give me something to laugh at, um, some high frequency music. And um, I already talked to my parents. So they're, they're an hour ahead. They are, you know, I'm pretty sure at this point sleeping. 
And then, um, yeah, have a semi-busy day tomorrow. I have a meeting late at night. And they, they go until freaking like 9 p.m. sometimes. So we'll see. All right, y'all. Have an amazing night. Have an amazing day. Um, just wishing you a powerful Okay, and when I think of a definition of a woman being powerful, I think beauty and brains, right? Beauty and brains. And um, have a powerful, upbeat, and creative day. Usually I say powerful, upbeat, and productive, but I find that if you tap into your creativity, it should kind of accelerate or kind of ignite you wanting to get into that productive aspect too. Maybe why not make it all four? Have a powerful, upbeat creative and productive day how about that <laughs> right love y'all talk to you later bye okay this is why you have to be careful what you listen to close to bedtime because i'm i'm just here resting and um letting my mind kind of just decompress a little bit but i'm yeah so but this is reminding me like just to give you a little bit of context a lot of you remember when i was i i was um i had come across Crimson Cures content and I went through the whole spectrum of emotions like shock you know and I think most of the shock is like I'm staring at her and I'm like why would she be filled with so much self-hate and um anger went through anger that's when I did my podcast and I'm like the audacity of this woman da 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 you know and sure enough like two to three days later and, and I have the podcast I'll all of that's still up, you know, um, it's, I, I know for sure the thumbnail was a picture of a little, a little, um, little black girl, like a little cherub angel baby girl. And she had like these big eyes. And I was talking about how it's so important for us to pay attention to the messages we're giving to our little girls, because the compassionate side of myself, I, I, and you've heard me say it multiple times since then. I felt so bad for her because, like, I, I've said it. I'm like, I couldn't even be angry at her anymore. It's just a tragedy. I said, somebody got in this little girl's head and told her that she was, you know, all this stuff that she's spewing out. I said, somebody looked in that little girl's face with those big brown eyes and that beautiful brown skin that she's in and whatever she and told her all the stuff that she's spewing out and that's the result of it and every time I see her on my on my algorithm I just feel so bad so like that's the best way I can explain the compassion part of it it's like when you get to that point you can't even be mad you can't even be mad because you know like there's no And I think it does kind of make sense when you try to understand compassion too, because when when you do think about the times that you get angry in hindsight of that, it's because you actually expected better, you know, like there's other women that I still kind of feel like a sense of anger towards because I think in the back of my mind, like I feel like they really could do better, but they're just being willfully obtuse. Um, in their content and or they're driven by greed you know and so they got to pay those bills and there's money to be made in all of this 
But um, yeah, Crimson Cure has gets my compassion card all day, every day. I feel bad for her. Kid you not, every time I see her, I just see a little girl that, you know, with the biggest, like, brown eyes, just still forming, still developing, and some sick, demonic entity got into her head and told her all the things that she's spewing out now. And so I think that's kind of, you know, I, I will say this, it's, that is really light energy to deal with, um... I could feel the transition. It, it's way lighter energy. Like, I, at this point, I think everything I'm going through, I can embrace that. Like, I think... And, and let me know what you think in the comments, right? I, I still have some peppery ways. I still have some petty ways about me. <laughs> I low-key enjoy that part of myself, too. But I, 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 I would be ready to embrace compassion for everybody. <laughs> so, all right, y'all. Let me see if I'll fall asleep at this point, so... Talk to y'all later. Bye. Okay, I was like, I'm gonna go to bed. Go to bed, and my brain was like, Nah, B, you gonna stay awake. Y'all gonna learn to stop calling these people's phone and disagreeing with them. I'm telling you, stay your ass in your echo chamber. Okay, if you don't agree with people, stop calling them up and telling them you don't agree with them. It's not gonna do anything. But anyways. So another way of explaining the um, ego thing, remember on the newer Maslow hierarchy of needs, there's, um, it used to be self-actualization, but the newer model shows transcendence and transcendence, transcends, <laughs> transcendence um, means that you eliminate time and space, right? That you are basically, you have no confines or bounds or anything like that. So as if eliminating the ego as you went higher up on the, um, on the, up the pyramid, I think that's going to be a great way to explain it to my needs. It's like, you are here and you need to get here. And so to transcend, you know, you're not going to be bothered by things like, you know, about what people say about you in any way, shape or form. So, that's that's pretty cool. I could see that being a game changer because remember when I, I was talking yesterday and I was like, listen, if I made anywhere close to where what um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union were making and they're married, which is what a lot of people, you know, strive for and whatever, not have their family intact, at least at the point at the time that I'm recording this, you think I would be out here really caring what people think? And then it made me think about, well, like even now, you know, you I think it comes with, with um, maturity, but I think some people, you know, kind of step into it sooner, like even myself. So I think that I was bound to probably end up thinking this way, but um, it would have been way cool if I had realized it sooner. Like, yeah, you think I'm going to be, like if you're, unless you're depositing money into my account or you're my boss, really don't care. And and so, but at that point, you're not triggered. You're kind of like, every time I think I'm bothered, I think of Libra. My dad is a Libra, but, um, and, and one of my Libra friends told me that they, they carry the botheredness a little bit different than the rest of us. Um, but 
um just kind of like airy just unbothered not triggered and 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 again it's really light energy Uh, i'll probably have a feeling i'll wake up and kind of have more enlightened ideas about it because then now you are able to not worry about politics you're not worried about what people think about women or what they think about your race or what they think about your you know like your phenotype or about your job or your occupation or your income, right? And that in and of itself is pretty uh, liberating. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stop trying to pretend like I'm not going to come back on here. If if <laughs> This is one of those days where like my mind is just um, racing at the speed of light and it's a lot of thoughts, but, but it, I think it's good clean energy. And, um, yeah, let the good times roll. So who knows? I might come back on here. Um, but ideally I do legitimately want to fall asleep and then, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be more conversations, um, coming down the pipeline. So whether it's in the next couple of seconds or tomorrow, I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Okay. 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 So those of you who've been with me for a while. Um, so, so went and drank some water, tended what I had to do, came back, worked on a description, decided to put up a temple. Isn't it pretty? (laughs) Like if I had a temple, that's one of the temples. Like we would all be sitting there just having a good time, have our feet in the water and taking in a little bit of the sun and fresh air and incense definitely going in the background, some beautiful music playing have a tummy full of like good food healthy food but um remember there was a part when I was working on the journal journal prompt journal prompt which is kind of like once you go through a certain thought process what's the next step and the question was what do you need to leave behind in order to to make it ahead in the future Kate Junana, those of you who are with me, you'll remember I talked about this and this was one of those things. I was like, I can't keep going on like this. It's actually quite a cross to to carry. It's kind of a burden. I think that um, new levels, new new devils. So I'm not going to guilt you or myself for having that cross and carrying it for a certain way. But this is your opportunity to release it. And move on to lighter things and to other things. And it's kind of like we can allow ourselves to close out that that pattern. Like now we understand the assignment. Now we understand what happened. We understand why things happened. Um, and we didn't know any better, but now we do. Um, we help people who are coming up behind us, but now we can move on you know, move on into other areas of her life and other areas of her self-development. And you still continue to protect yourself. Now, I know some of y'all going to run back into that running building, me, myself included. But um, t- until until then, you know, just try to navigate through the energy the best way you know how. I most certainly don't have all the answers, but this definitely feels lighter. Like, I can already feel that when I go to bed tonight, it's kind of like, yeah, I needed to release that. Compassion does feel lighter than the hurt and pain I I think I was 
um, why I was gravitating to that information, including all the other women. A lot of the women that have are in that those groups, yeah. But I I really want to celebrate again. I do believe that women are different, um. And even if I didn't believe that, they're still different. And so, but that means that we are we should be able to kind of um, elevate. I think quicker and faster and. Um, and so what sets us apart from how they handle it is that they're mad at hair weave and makeup, mad at hair weave and makeup and their remedy is to toe tag. Like, I think when she said that, I, I will never forget when I was on a, on a live, um, YouTube video. And this is after a guy, he was, a he was in the medical field and he had toe tagged not only his pregnant girlfriend that was pregnant with his child, he went and toe-tagged his first wife, his ex-wife, um, in front of his kids. And um, I'll never forget we were having conversations about all of the implications surrounding that. And this guy called, went onto the live and said, I would have done the same thing. I, I felt it took me several days to, um, and it still kind of makes me like, ugh, not, not the happiest feeling, but, um, just process how they could even come to a conclusion of you know taking someone's life and not one but two well three cuz that you know one one of them was pregnant and no regard for life, no regard for unborn children, no regard for the two children that he had to do that in front of them to their mother. Um, and she was completely unsuspecting. She was out here living her whole best entire moisturized life. She had her own house. Um, she was also in the medical field, was happily divorced by all accounts. And all she knew was that he was going to come home and drop off his kids. No type of, you know problems or anything and it wasn't even about child support if if I remember correctly like she was completely unsuspecting she opened the door and he just shot her multiple times like no explanation no conversation no resolution and but I think that I I would appreciate so much more that us women are able to kind of like recognize a problem for what it is distance ourselves and keep going about our business on our merry way and some of you are going to decide not to birth that type of, you know, um, like wounded soul energy into the world and pop more power to you of those of you who have to raise them. Because, you know, I, I do have compassion for women that have to raise them. I, I have no, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pretend to say that I, I, can't even begin to feel what that is like but um but I think for the rest of us who have the ability to, to 
on how to move forward, don't do it. You know, unless you really fully understand what you're getting yourself into. Um, But unfortunately, that's not how having children works. Like, it's really easy to have children, but um, people don't really care about the personal development or, or how both boys and girls are going to turn out. Cause like I said, like even with me and, and it wasn't just even my parents, it's even like teachers, but I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying we could do better, right? If you know better, you could do better. Just quiet, good girl, but needed more help on the personal development side. And, and you know, it comes with my adult, those are the things, adulthood, those are things that I've gravitated to once I had more control of, of my destiny and that type of thing. Um, but I feel like those are precious moments that are lost, especially when, um, you know, you're forming, um, ideas about how the world operates and stuff like that. So if you have kids, like, don't think that just dropping them off at school and picking them up and giving them, you know, lunch money and putting clothes on their food, clothes on their food, clothes on their, on their table and food on the you know, clothes. <laughs> you know what? There's there's a couple of phrases that always get me hung up, and that is one of them too. Food on the table and clothes on their back. <laughs> um, it, there's more to that, like finding out what are their interests, how do they think about things, how do they troubleshoot certain things, and how do they express themselves? And because again, I was we weren't allowed to, you know, I was seen and not heard, so it, it it's still something I I work through, like being able to express myself. This podcast has helped a lot too, because I remember having a shyness, um, even pressing the record button and I'd be like, hello, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Hello? You know, um, type of a thing. And so just embracing that. And I love coming on here now. <laughs> I don't feel the shyness that I used to. But I, I remember just kind of feeling shy um, even coming on here. But it's beautiful to be able to express my feeling. I think that this component has um, definitely enriched my life. And feeling that I have the ability to A, speak freely and to feel like I'm heard, you know, when I heard, hear the, when I see the the audience sizes and stuff, it's nice to feel heard. And, and so one of the things I look forward to when I launch the Musings of a Divine Feminine channel, because there's another channel that I want to work on, um, type of a thing, but, um, but I look forward to then now extending that, that opportunity to where now you can be, you can express yourselves we can hear musings of other divine feminines and give you a platform to be heard and to share your experiences and to provide yet another community where we can um, ascend together and grow together. Um, just just create a safe space for that too. And it, we're going to have fun with that experience and we're going to grow from that experience. And so, yeah, y'all. The sun don't set out here. It is 7 o'clock and it is 7 p.m. and it's still clear out here. Probably the sun won't set until like 8, 8.30. So we still have quite a bit of day left. Um, I just kind of took it easy today. Um, but it's making me think like if I do want to work, quote unquote, work on the weekends, 
then I will work on the weekends because I can always take a Tuesday off. So I'm not going to confine myself to like the regular seven day work week. If I want to work on a Saturday, then I will. Um, I think it's more so important for me to to have a day of rest when I'm ready for the day of rest, as long as it's within a seven day cycle, as a, as opposed to forcing myself to keep and I know that, you know, in terms of religious implications, that, that can be a problem in and of itself, too. But um, I probably should have worked on Saturday because today I'm just like, I, I didn't really do too much. I still had a productive day. Yesterday I got so much done. But yeah, so and I still have some day left. So who knows? Maybe I might just stay up late tonight, like listening to some music and crank another um thing I have out oh and then real quick you're gonna hear here first and then I'm gonna hang up because I think it's I'm already at the 30 minute mark um so got an email from Robin Hood we can trade if I'm not mistaken QQQ or spy I took a screenshot of it on the weekends too y'all we can trade it 24 7 so um, and VTI, which is one of the other stock that I wanted to trade, you can trade that one too on the weekends. Cause remember I was joking with you guys. I'm like, one of the things about, um, crypto was you can trade it on the weekends. And so, but with stock, you're kind of restricted. So, Hey, let the parties begin. Don't let me be out here trading seven days a week, y'all, especially if I enjoy it. Right. And, um, that's going to be interesting too. just keep me in your positive, like thoughts and stuff, because, I want to eventually teach people how to do this. And so because it, you know, it's going to be liberating for me, but also for more women, like there's channels out there on YouTube, but I feel like all of us reach our certain demographics. So I know there's a certain demographic of women that I can help and it feels good because it, I think it would be a positive transference of energy um I think these podcasts help people but it would be a little bit more tangible and I kind of like the idea of that so this go around you know as before but it's like just recommitting to the mission it's like this is not just about me learning it's about me learning a skill that's gonna help my family but also you know so many other people I you know would want to help single moms you know, I can see myself just being like, oh my gosh, let me show you how to trade. Come over, you know, let's sit down. I'm going to show you how to do this. If you need anything, text me. Girl, I'm going in at, you know, 483 and get out of 486, you know, and she's telling me she got money. I got money. We all got money type of thing. And I look forward to that type of energy too. So, and I feel much more comfortable with that than I think the other platforms because, I, like I said, I trust myself. I don't trust other people, <laughs> you know, as much when it, when it comes to if they're going to be erratic with their, um, with how they manage our funds and stuff like that. So, all right, y'all, <laughs> let me jump back into this live. <laughs> I, I still have both of my butt cheeks, you know, what is it, um. It's not condolences, but um, to whoever is missing half their ass out there right now, just know that um, you took one for the team, but we understood the assignment. <laughs> All right, bye.